0: Welcome to Direct and Current, an audio broadcast presented by Electrical Business Magazine. I'm Anthony Capkin. At the end of April 2020, to varying degrees, we were just over one month into a national lockdown due to COVID-19. Emergency health measures were enacted. People were asked to stay home. Construction was severely curtailed in some jurisdictions. In others, it ceased altogether. The economy was shutting down. Yet electricians had been deemed essential in most jurisdictions, and by extension, their distributors. So I gathered together a panel of electrical distributors from one coast to the other to ask them what pandemic-related changes, lessons learned, and the like will persist when the crisis eventually passes and we get to our new normal. This is part two of that discussion. In part one, I asked my panelists how the pandemic was affecting their operations and their ability to serve their customers. With that, let's get to it. We've heard about some lessons learned. uh, What I'm curious to know now, when we sort of get to whatever our new normal is, what sort of changes uh, do you think you see yourself keeping after this crisis passes? And Matthew, to you first, please.
1: Yes. uh, First, I say that uh, take nothing for granted. Uh, since we bought the electric mat uh, ten years ago, we were going from a, a, a year-over-year growth to a year to a larger year-over-year growth, and every uh, everything was doing uh, uh, good. And we were uh, trying to get away from operation and to get a more strategic role. Guess what? We are back in the operation and details. So again, uh, take nothing for, for granted. Uh, the the other lessons, I think we were. Um, We were not really open regarding uh, uh, work from home. Uh, uh, I'm not convinced about full-time work from home, but this crisis uh, uh, let us uh, know that uh, partial work from home is probably probably very positive. So we will be more open regarding uh, 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 part-time work from
0: home. Ah, interesting. Uh, Roger, if I can put the same question to you. Uh, so what changes or learnings, uh, uh in in the past days, coming days, uh, might you see being executed full time when we get to our new normal?
2: I think certainly one of the things I hope sticks. Uh, somebody that travels too much, I hope some of the travel uh, gets reduced, and we uh, we can do a lot more with Microsoft Teams. We've been able to. Uh, our global executive team of 10 people has been able to meet weekly uh, at, at various times of the day and night quite easily, and that saves me a flight a month to Europe. So I hope some of that certainly uh, lasts, you know, long beyond the pandemic and, and and for a lot of good reasons, whether it be... Uh, personal uh, health and well-being or uh, or just the environmental footprint i lose behind as uh, people fly around the world for two and three day meetings it's certainly uh, you know be good if we could reduce that the other is as uh, we've already heard is is the working from home certainly we we fill buildings full of people in a lot of cases uh have pretty regimented work hours and we've proven especially with a lot of the uh, folks we have working for us, having families at home, now having uh, schooling at home with those that have school age children. Uh, we've been able to be fairly flexible on hours of work and uh, honestly, you know, it's hard to tell, but honestly, I think we're getting the productivity we need to take that beyond just this time in, in history. So. Certainly, our customers still need uh, people in the buildings and people to come visit them once that uh, becomes acceptable and safe again. But there are uh, components of our business, especially the back office, where a lot of that could be done. And, and you know our office is resized to, uh, to accommodate that and certainly maybe some oh. hours of operation be accommodating to more people, uh, make it more enticing for folks to do their job in that way. Well, if
0: I could put that same question uh, to you, Tim McDonald, uh, when we get to our new normal, what uh, what will ideal supply look like?
3: Well, I think um, what we've learned in having WebEx meetings, even uh, internally um, and externally, I fly to our head office in Montreal once a quarter, which Roger won't have much pity for, um, but uh, but even that, that will change uh, because the last couple of meetings that we've had were um, have been WebEx meetings and they've been very effective and uh, certainly very cost effective. So I think whether it's internally, externally, being able to speak to a supplier who wants to have an a update of some kind and who might feel normally compelled to drive out to listable. Uh, Zoom can be a great tool for that. So that's one of the things. The other thing that has been mentioned earlier by a couple of people is the work, whole idea of working from home. And we weren't really adopters of that uh, over the years. And, um, you know, I remember when it first came to kind of become a, a thing that people were doing, I remember my dad saying, well, I sure hope we never are so stupid as to do something like that. And, um, is to have people work from home. I think we all probably had visions of someone working from home in their bedroom slippers and with their cat on their lap. And, uh, now we know, you know, I know myself, I work from home three days a week. And those are as intense, if not more intense days than being in the office here in Listowel because of, um, here it's, there's the ability to be able to walk, stretch my legs, see other people I work with, have short conversations at a safe distance, of course. So the other thing is I, you know, I have a file on my desk that we were running uh, that around, um, office reorganization and we were running out of room here. Uh, and I had all sorts of plans of what wall to knock out and how to reorganize things. I easily don't need to do that now for two or three years because I know we can, um, we can accommodate that with people coming and going and uh, and very effectively. So those are bl- uh, things that I believe will be long-lasting after uh, after the pandemic worries pass.
0: Interesting, interesting. Uh, I tend to hear a lot of the uh, entertaining working from home. Uh, Greg, uh, let me put that question to you then. How do you see things at Bartle and Gibson when we reach our new normal?
4: Well, I think um, like most everybody has touched on right now, I think the communication the forms of communication will be a little bit different. I, I travel a lot as well, and I think that that will change going forward. I think the opportunities for us to, to meet differently, um, you know, over the last month and a bit, I think uh, most of us have had the opportunities to use so many different platforms for communication, whether it was Zoom, whether it was today, webinar, WebEx, uh, Microsoft Teams. There's so many other different options. And, I see that communication more and more today from our supplier partners. Uh, we've been meeting with them differently than we have been in the past. Um, and quite honestly, more frequently as well. Uh, when you take the geography of this country uh, from coast to coast, it's fast. And um, to have people from a national perspective have time to travel to every nook and cranny of this country is, is difficult. And I think now they realize that they've been doing this a hell of a lot more effectively Using the different forms of communication, and I think on the other the other side with communication, not only internally in our own business but externally is the frequency. We've had, you know, internally in our own organization, um, we've communicated I think a little bit more effectively to our employees over the last couple of months. And you know, certain things that we may have taken for granted um, in regards to how the messages were getting out, what messages that we were putting out, uh, how they were delivered, and when they were delivered. We've changed the frequency of when they were delivered, and I think it the effectiveness as well. I think people are a little bit more engaged from a receiving perspective. They see an email coming through, or they see a message coming through. Uh, they want to open it because they want to know what's changed. You know, I think another thing that will change, I think going forward, is you know the, the physical distancing. You know, some of those measures will be in place for quite a quite a long period of time. So, how that has changed again our day-to-day operations from a counter uh, perspective, I think that's. You know, going to be the new norm. Uh, whether they're plexiglass shields that we've installed or have uh, been installing within our counters, I don't think they're going to go away. We're not going to take those away. The zones that we've created to uh, safe zones, I don't think we're going to change that. As uh, as people all the way around the world, I don't think you know the physical distancing is here and it's here to stay. Handshakes may be a thing of the past. We don't know at this point in time, but they're the main things that will, will stick with us
0: interesting good point what replaces the handshake in in the coming days uh, now michael if i could put the question to you so when we reach our new normal uh what does what does wesco look like
5: what well, what what have you learned so far is is really be prepared for the unexpected and it, it is really Nobody could ever expect here what uh, what happened to us, what happened to an entire industry, and yeah, listening to everybody here, I guess the toughest job here one when this is all over, or the the toughest business is if you're if if you're running an airline company here, because there might be uh, there might be just here by the by the pandemic that we're currently living through, half of the business might uh, might be gone. But what what. I really appreciated here is that uh, that we had the plan B, and actually that came more out of the U.S. here for all the the plans that were established here regarding hurricanes, regarding whatever uh, natural disasters. So we we were pretty we were pretty fast and uh, able here to to get to whatever you want to call that that new normal. And for a change, people. Thought Appreciating IT and not complaining about IT because our IT teams have done in, in, in a tremendous job here and make the entire company literally from from one day to the other being able to work from home to able to work remotely and uh, and just still functioning here with with our, It's really working remotely, working from home. Wester was traditionally, and uh, I heard that a little bit through here, what what the other colleague said here, was traditionally a bit reserved to the concept of working from home, but... uh, the current situation where we are forced into the into that concept clearly shows the benefits and actually the higher actually the higher productivity of the team you, you want to reward your people for a certain outcome and not for an, an amount of time being present in an office so that it, that's definitely uh, a big change, uh, and and something that is going to be there to stay here uh, for uh, for after the pandemic. Uh, how are we going to work, and uh, how are we? And, and that that was also said earlier here, uh, related to to e-commerce. To well, our websites have never been that busy, and a lot of uh, a lot of customers have changed, have have changed their uh, approach towards working. And, and towards how do they, how do they run their job sites as well. So which is good yeah, that ordering via an app being independent from opening hours, that all adds value for our customers and it, and it, it adds value to us ourselves uh, to our own productivity.
0: Interesting, interesting. I, I'll put the uh, the same question now to you, Elaine. Um, I've uh, we know uh, at least one instance uh, with Amy Carter and the Amy masks that if you let someone work from home, they start making PPE for everyone. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so tell me, once we reach our new normal, what uh, what practices that you're employing now you might see some form of continuation in the future.
6: You know, just. Carrying on to the sentiment so far about uh, a more openness to maybe a remote workplace than than we've seen before, I don't know that at Geary we're ready to full force keep that in place um, because one of the things that I feel we can't forget is some of that sharing of of ideas and just being in the same room with somebody and hearing how they're dealing with an application or a situation and or somebody being able to ask very quickly a question, hey, what would you do in this case or, you know, what about this product Or, or, you know, those sorts of things that are a little more informal that you wouldn't necessarily just have a Skype meeting on. So I think maintaining some form of balance to make sure that that great opportunity for collaboration casually can continue. So finding some kind of blend to be able to accommodate um, both. Because I do believe that, yes, you could probably get more work done by head down, just working away and, and not taking a moment to connect with the people around you. But there is tremendous value in a lot of that um, communication and, and that building of a relationship to share ideas. So I think it's important that uh, whatever happens when we come through this um, first wave of the pandemic, that we're keeping a good balance on that and and have a good plan for allowing for remote workplace while also not missing out on those great opportunities of of human interaction um, physically. But one of the the things that I think we'll also see is a greater embracing of our web strategy by all our people because I think we certainly had some people that were concerned they were gonna lose their job if they pushed the web uh, and e-commerce to our customers. And uh, I think everyone is experiencing great, tremendous movement to, to web. And our employers are saying, "Wow, that it certainly didn't take my job away. I still have uh, a great value in this in this process. so I think it's taken a bit of the fear away from our people, not only for job security but also." they've had to very quickly become experts on our web and so they're they're much more comfortable than they ever were. So they're talking to customers about the web and how to sign up and how to use the tools on it or how to look up products or access delivery information, etc. So they're becoming quite good experts on it. So we're going to absolutely make sure we're continuing to leverage that as we get get through this. So do see a, a certainly a shift in a positive way for that in in our people embracing the web a little more. And certainly, our people being more tech savvy than they were in February or January of 2020. Today, you know, they, they all seem to be able to talk the lingo of uh, video conferencing and uh, e commerce and web and tools. That are inside all of those technologies, so they're all they're all much more savvy than they were. So that's that's a good thing, and we'll just keep pushing more and more technology to them because I think they're realizing out of necessity they had to grab onto it, and and it wasn't that bad, and they were able to to use it quite well and effectively. So I see some really good things coming out of this uh, this pandemic, this crisis. That will hopefully leverage and and just continue to to grow with it.
0: Mm-hmm. So we're looking at definitely uh, uh, continued investments in our IT and our and our web fronts. Uh, now, Tim Horsman, if I could put that same question to you as the crisis is passing and we have our lessons learned under our belts, uh, what may change at EB Horsman and Son?
7: Uh, so it's gonna be really interesting to see what sticks and, and then and then what kind of is uh, the, you know, the things that we, um, you know, leave behind us uh, uh, through this. Uh, you know, E.B. Horsman, it's our 120th anniversary this year. So we've been through a few things in our in our history from, uh, you know, the Spanish flu and, and depressions and, and whatnot. And it occurs to me that, you know, handshaking and, and bowing and all our cultural norms, uh, you know, Stuck around post uh, Spanish flu, so uh, you know, and, and SARS, and and a few other you know pandemics, maybe at, at a smaller scale. Um, but you know, people adapt. I, I like a lot of what we're hearing right now, the remote worker strategies. I mean, man, we were calcified in our thinking, and and that has totally changed. I don't know that it, you know we need to be careful that the pendulum doesn't swing too far in in a moment of crisis. That we you know that we find that healthy balance. Um, but, uh, you know, that remote, remote worker strategy, I mean, from the perspective of uh, work-life balance, climate change, all the things that were talked about, expense management, I'm interested. I mean, if, if we could do things with 10% less footprint, uh, what, you know, what, what would we do with that? How would we redeploy that investment? Um, the, the other piece that just occurs to me as, as we're going through this is just the importance of the distribution channel overall. Uh, You know, the the, the last mile experience to the customer, our ability to pivot and and support customer services in an agile way, whether it's that, you know, uh, curbside pickup, I don't know what form will stick, but we're getting tremendously positive feedback in in a variety of iterations, you know, project staging, all these these things like customers are, they're canceling or not canceling orders, they're delaying some projects right now. Well, now they need help. and, And so, you know, the ch- that's where the channel is stepping up and, uh, you know, th- that's exciting to, to kind of walk through and, and learn about. There's no question we've had to be really compassionate in our credit process and working with our customers. And, and again, that's a place where distributors really shine as we've got personal relationships and we sit down and we talk things through and, and try to be, you know, reasonable uh, on both ends and, and knowing that we got to pay our bills uh, but you know some of our our contractors and, and and oems and users need our help right now so we're we're trying to manage our way through that uh, i totally agree the digitalization is is uh accelerated but we need to find a healthy balance between that digital customer experience and the you know bricks and mortar and the value-added services supply chain optimization we've had a tremendous amount of feedback from our customers that say like turn off the tap we like we don't want another webinar, we don't want another email, you know, how about like pick up a phone and call me or personalize the communication in some meaningful way and 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 connect with me and 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 so the human element is coming back out like so again, the pendulum, where does it kind of come back to? I hope some of that sticks like it's super exciting that's the entrepreneurial side of me like once you do you get all the noise of. And negative of the things you can't control, then you kind of pivot to what, Well, what's in our business realm that we can control. And, and that's where I, I, like, I look down the road and say, who do we want to become? What sticks?
0: Uh, Cliff, I will give you the last word, but second to last, Jason, if you could weigh in on when we get to our new normal, what things uh, may have changed? What might you be keeping?
8: Uh, I think the group did a great job summarizing everything. You know, we're certainly in line with you know, finding that balance to Elaine's point and in, in the remote work strategy versus that maintain that intimate part of our business that really uh, identifies, you know, our market and the connections we have with our customers. Uh, you know, for us, we're not in that retail space. We've got long-term relationships with our customers. And I think through all of this, over the last five or six weeks, it's really reinforced the the importance of of that personal connection and seeing people's faces. Over Over all of that, I think it's really, Open my eyes up anyway to the importance of maintaining an optimistic approach as you're leading a group through this. You know, even as difficult as this can be to manage at times, as tricky as as things are right now in the industry, there are opportunities out there, and I think the group did a great job summarizing what some of those are. And I think on the other end of this, you know, the companies who are taking that approach and looking at those opportunities uh, are going to strengthen, and I think the industry will as well. Uh, one of the things that uh, we've noticed through all of this, it really identifies the leaders in our business and the folks that can handle this type of a of a situation. Not everyone's wired to handle it. And I think your natural instincts really kick in when when there's this much uncertainty and, and unknowns. But you know, it really has identified those folks who are wired in such a way that can handle this type of a of an environment. And really just, you know, there are folks out there that really dig in and, and are thriving in this type of an environment. I think it's important that you know, all of our organizations we identify those folks and know that we can rely on them, you know, as we kind of move forward and and uh and make them part of the teams that, that really help to design what we're doing to get through the type of stuff.
0: Uh please when we get to our new normal cliff tell me what uh, what will Franklin Empire look like then?
9: I, I don't know that we're really looking at a single new normal. Uh, I think there's a new normal for the balance of this year and and probably another new normal next year. Uh, once there's a vaccine available and 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 immunity in the uh, in the population, anyway. Looking at the balance of this year, uh, you know, l- luckily or thankfully, um, uh, many of our our, uh, our staff who are working from home can't wait to get back to the office. It's not for everybody. I think a lot of people struggle with it. They miss the camaraderie. They miss uh, all the activity going on. And and most really do want to get back as soon as possible, and I am thankful for that because I still need a little convincing. Uh, you know, we've managed to to keep up with everything with the reduced uh, um, business going on, uh, but when everything comes back and we're on you know on on full cylinders again, I need convincing that we can really manage that with significant number of people working from home. So I think we're we're more open minded to it than ever before. I think the, the, uh, the biggest question mark I have is, is all of our collective outside sales reps who have been sitting at home covering their customers by phone, by, by email, uh, by video conference in some cases. What is their new norm going to look like? I think it'll be a long time before they're out taking their customers for lunch and bringing coffee and donuts and, and, and all of those traditional ways that they built relationships uh, with customers in the past. Many of them are going to be very challenged uh, going forward on how to develop those same quality relationships without this this personal exposure that that we're all used to, because, you know, even as businesses reopen and, and things start to resemble some normalcy, I don't think we're going to be having uh, uh, our vendor reps into our buildings for quite a while i don't think our customers want our people in, the, in their offices for quite a while so the challenge is, is going to be great for for many of our sales reps um, and, and i don't have any answers today but but some will adapt and i think some will struggle
0: thanks for listening don't forget to check out part one of two of my pandemic panel discussion with canada's electrical distributors have a great day